Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Welcome to Woke AF with me, Danielle Moody. If you've ever listened to me before, and if you have not, welcome, then you know that I'm all about getting you woke and keeping you woke. This week, I want to get you yoke. What does yoke mean? Queer body positive yoga instructor Jessamine Stanley writes all about it in her new book, Yoke, My Yoga of Self-Acceptance. And she joined me on Woke AF Daily to talk all about it and hopefully introduce the concept to your life. You can get early access to conversations just like this and over a hundred more exclusive interviews by supporting me on Patreon at patreon.com slash wokeaf. I hope you enjoy my chat with Jessamine Stanley and find the yoke in your life. How do you explain what yoke means, right? What is it like to practice that love and acceptance every day? Like, how do you start your day um, mm. so that you are grounded in the right space? Mm. My goodness. Well, okay. Thank you so much for having <laughs> me. And what I will say in response to what is yoke? Yoke is like my American millennial translation of the word yoga and yoga meaning union, meaning bringing together and yoke is that it's just a union. It's bringing together all the different pieces of yourself and whether that be good or bad, or really, I think more specifically and more necessarily the ugly, seeing every single piece of yourself and not trying to fix it or make it Mm. different or try to be good or bad, not trying to uh, categorize anything, really just saying, this is who I am and I'm going to accept every single piece of myself. And that is what I have felt that my yoga practice honestly has always been, but I think that yoga, when it's talked about in the mainstream, is always categorized as fitness at this point. Whenever we talk about it, it's always like 
yoga poses and sequences and like it's not about this connection to the truth of yourself and really needing to accept every single facet of yourself and I think of yoking as a moment by moment journey that Mm -hmm. is always evolving and that with time just becomes more complex and more decadent honestly but just becomes more the journey becomes more uh, intense and I think that on a daily basis there are many different types of practices that I that are a part of how I am able to show up and honestly my yoga practice in and of itself is really how I'm able to show up in this world it's how I'm able to be present especially when the going gets tough and um, how I'm able to deal with the constant rocking, the the fact that as Octavia says, God has changed, that there's mm-hmm. always change coming, um, really being present to that. And it's kind of different every day. And I'm really bad at keeping the same schedule every single day. I have to be able to just let my shit flow with whatever is happening in my Mm -hmm. day on that particular day today, for instance. So I'm transitioning to living full time in an RV with my partner. And so we are in this big period of just like, we're in flux in a lot of different ways. And so this morning I drove to my office in Durham from staying uh, in a kind of remote place in Southern Virginia. And so, and so I needed to wake up really early and, um, and just actually like plug in immediately. And a huge thing for me with that is just being able to feel water and feel a connection Mm. to the natural world. And um, that might mean drinking water for me today. It especially meant um, bathing in water and just really feeling, I was blessed to be able to, um, to bathe outside today. And so being able to just be in nature and remember that like, this is what I am, that I am, I am a creature of this earth. I'm not above this earth. I'm of the mud. I'm of the water, the grass, that being able to actually remember that and not just be like a robot and be in a box Mm. all day. That feels pretty, that's felt important for me today. You know, I can tell you that so many lessons that I have learned deeply over the course of this pandemic, but really about myself, has been understanding when I feel out of flow. And -hmm. what has happened is that I have finally learned like what works for me to get into alignment, which has been a daily meditation practice and daily walking that takes me Mm -hmm. out, you know, walking on the piers because I need to be by water um, and be outside. And whether that is for, you know, the, the luxury of two hours or if it's for 20 minutes, like I need that connection. I used to joke and tell people that I was a plant, right? Like if you can see in the background, you see all of my plants. I was like, I'm a plant, right? Like I need light and I need water and I need the air. Right. That's it. So is that it's like, we are plants literally just like how a tree, 
uh, grows just like how a flower blooms. That is the human experience. And we need exact, they are incredible teachers, legit. Like that's why, that's mm-hmm. why I always think about my plants as being like, they are showing me how to live. They're showing me how to weather the storm, how to get what I need when I need it and how to keep quiet, stick, stick to the ground, keep quiet. Anyway, please continue. I also, one of the reasons why I had been following you and had been introduced to you and your work also was this sense of feeling so out of whack, right? I came from the school of physical fitness where I was taught to beat my body into submission, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of Mm -hmm. loving my body. And I've been talking about this on Woke AF as we are, you know, going on this journey of what it means to live consciously, right? Not just for the politics of rage, which is where my work stems from, but also what does it mean to be in a state of rest and alignment? But like, what does it really mean to love yourself? And for me, exercise, right? The practice of yoga, the practice of any type of exercise had always been about submission, submission into the pose, submission into the work. And I want to know for you, like, when did it become apparent that it was about the breath, that it was about the flow and that it wasn't about the contortion, right? The contortion in our real lives, right? Like in our everyday lives being contorted as black women into other people's boxes and images, but then also the contorting of yourself in this practice of yoga that became so glamorized for the complexity of the poses, as opposed to the simplicity of the breath. This is a word that you are serving for real. Like I literally, well, for okay, so short answer is that not right off the bat, not at all. Like I definitely did not understand my yoga practice as being something that I was experiencing on a spiritual level at all in the beginning. I very much understood it as a physical practice. And I think that that allowed me to feel as though sharing the yoga postures and the way that I practice them, that that was the way that I wanted to share my yoga practice was like, yeah, this is, I like yoga. I like moving my body. But even after my teacher training, I would say that I still was not that invested in the connection to the breath. But at some point, I don't even know that it was like an exact moment of clarity, but at some point I realized that the breathing is really all that was necessary from the beginning. The breathing was all that mattered. And ultimately each posture is just an invitation to breathe more. It's just, Mm. it's just another way to breathe. It doesn't even matter what the posture is ultimately like because you can be in, as long as you are alive, you are assuming a posture. So if you are breathing and you're practicing a posture, you're practicing. Like it's not, it's all the same. And so this came definitely after years of practice. And it's something that I would say I am still awakening, a truth that I am still awakening to at, to this day. And I think that, um, There's so much in the way that we as Black women are told that we're allowed to show up in this world. And Mm -hmm. I think that 
we are often told that our value and our merit only extends as far as it matters to another human being. It's not about actually accepting or respecting or even seeing yourself as as a individual light. It's all about how you can be used by someone else. And I have, I mean, I would say that I am still awakening to the ways in which I am through my own practice and through through what I share with others am still playing into that over and over again. And I think that is my yoga. That is my posture. That is the that's where the breath is necessary. That that is the work of this life is to have that experience and to grow from there. And I don't think that um I think that part of acceptance is not looking for the final destination and not looking mm-hmm. for um, not looking for a right answer, just saying, this is just what it is and this is where I am. I think that it's so weird to have a yoga practice that honestly, I feel like the yoga that I was sold in the beginning was very much like the white man's yoga, very much like the this way of understanding spirituality that had been co-signed by white supremacy and Mm -hmm. it's very interesting how the durability of the truth of yoga that it would it would be able to survive even that that ultimately you are still you're still being offered an opportunity to accept every single part of it even when it is shrouded in something else even when it's been made to look like something else it's still the truth is still there and um yeah how do you combat the commercialization of yoga Mm. right the commodification the the capitalist aspect of it while staying grounded in the essential purpose of it, right? Like you are extraordinary in one, in your ability to make something so expansive, right? That I feel like capitalism and the mainstream has very much narrowed, right? Like Mm -hmm. yoga in a lot of ways. I think the beauty of what you bring in, in your perspective and your ideology of yoga is more expansive. But how do you balance that with, you know, the need to live, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, the more success you have, right, the more that you also have to feed into this structure that is unbalanced in a lot of ways. So how do Mm -hmm. you stay grounded in that? Uh, I I don't. I don't think I stay very grounded. (laughs) And I don't. I don't. I try. As much as I can, I try not to combat anything. Honestly, I don't want to combat because I don't think that, I think the commodification of yoga is just, it's false. It has nothing to do with what yoga actually is. And, and I think that it, it fizzles out. It will, it's, it's a trend that will be gone and that we really worry about it because it's not real. I think that 
it is very, very hard though, this line of like wanting to wanting to make money so you can eat and also at the same time not wanting to be a part of some fake shit and I think that just accepting that that complicated line is even there and not trying to rest on one side or the other just accepting like this is where the hard spot is that to me is the yoga it is the reason for living the practice at all And so that feels like a worthwhile expression of it, to be in acceptance of this hard thing that does not make sense. But I think that like, for me, just trying to, trying to find a final answer or trying to corral in any one particular direction, it just ends up not, it doesn't create a a sense of fulfillment at all. Mm -hmm. But I think that he's, it's so interesting to me now because there was this point some years ago where I thought about not posting on social media anymore because I felt like, I feel like social media asks the opposite of what yoga does. Social mm-hmm. media says, look outside yourself for answers always. Yep. Show and me, show says, me, show me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Show me and care what other people think. And yoga is literally the exact opposite. It is like, look within yourself only if you can get away from other people and do not really be actually it's not really get away from other people but we could I don't want to get in the weeds but um I think that for me it ultimately comes down to the impact that it can have on the lives of other people to see someone being honest and authentic and actually living their truth and not not trying to share any one particular idea, being problematic, being contradictory, like doing all of these things. It's so, it's like anti-capitalist ultimately, like to Mm -hmm. just be complicated and to say that that is enough because capitalism really is at its best when we, believe that we need something from someone or something else. And so if you say, not only do I not need anything from anyone else, but I am complicated, I rest at the center of all these different intersections, that can inspire other people to accept themselves as well. And that to me feels like what the world is really, is more people just being messy and being problematic and doing, saying the wrong thing and being open about the fact that they've said the wrong thing. Cause now we're coming into this time where like, now that people are finally more comfortable using the word racism and mm-hmm. talking about it, there's this desire to like point a finger at everybody other than yourself and be like, well, everyone else is fucking up, but like, look at, look <laughs> how great, I'm great I am. I'm great. <laughs> and I'm like, Bitch, you are doing just the same shit as literally everybody else. Like you have all the same complications, just like everybody else. And being able to just there's so much power in that and there's so much opportunity for healing. And I think that, um, all of that, that's what yoga really is. So when we talk about like the, the commodification and talking about like trends and 
honestly, people worshiping handstands and like being obsessed with leggings and coconut water. All of these things are just not like, <laughs> which I love someone. Coconut I water. love coconut. Thank you. Literally. <laughs> I, like, I love, but I love water. it. <laughs> I can talk for hours about leggings. Sand is an incredible substance on which to practice yoga. Like I feel it. But at the same time, it's like, all of that is just kind of like, it's window dressing. It will, it will pass with time. But the reality is that we have this incredible opportunity as a society to heal. And we can do that through our individual yoga practices. And I just, I think there's a lot of opportunity there. Can you talk to us about the healing properties that yoga provides as intertwined with marijuana? And And the understanding too, I mean, this is like a multi-layered question because I find that the more, obviously the more places that weed finally becomes legal and decriminalized, Mm -hmm. the more I talk to black people, varied black people about, Mm -hmm. you know, how they have smoked weed and how it has differed now, Mm -hmm. right? Than when we were younger, that it is actually more of it's not so much an, an escape. It is really about a healing and connection and a slowing down, right? And like removing ourselves from the grind and these things. And so I do, I want you to talk about the the spiritualness and the connectedness of your practice with marijuana, which some, like some, you know, like with anything else will find issue with. But I believe that there is a true there there. Mm-hmm. How did that come about for you? Yeah. I mean, I definitely, okay. So the thing about yoga and weed is that they have literally always gone together. Honestly, weed has gone with every single spiritual practice, like indigenous spiritual practice in for time in memoriam, because human beings use this plant to be able to cleanse from the inside out so that you are balancing and regulating your And you're also, I think of it as like sweeping out the cobwebs. It's Mm. like, there's so much that happens in our life that is painful and is difficult and that we don't need to hang on to. And cannabis creates a world where you don't have to, you don't have to hang on to things that are unnecessary. And it is a deeply spiritual practice and something again, that like has literally always been used in, in tandem with one another. But I did not know that when I first started practicing yoga or when I first started smoking weed and like, I felt a lot of shame about smoking weed. Like Mm -hmm. in, I mean, on a very deep level. And even now I think that that's so much of my own advocacy is coming from a place of wanting to accept for myself that I don't need to feel shame about using cannabis. And I think that um, the way that they work together is that specifically thinking about yoga, like when you're practicing, when you're doing a really hard physical yoga practice, there it is so easy to be distracted by how hard the practice is and cannabis makes it much easier to endure the difficulty of whatever the posture is, whatever Mm -hmm. the sequence is. It makes it where you can just be present. You can just get into it. It's like, yeah, this is hard and it sucks and that's okay. And honestly, that is so much of why 
Black people have used cannabis for so long is to be able to just deal with this world that we live in that does not want us to be whole and to be full yep. and to be free. And yep. it's it's an extension of that, just being able to say, you know what, this is hard and it is a lot, but I can do it and I can bear it. And I think the same can be said for like understanding the practice as something that is more than physical. When you think about your your mental body and your emotional body, being able to have that same application saying like, you know what, this is a lot right now. There's a lot going on for me mentally and it's okay. There doesn't need to be less. It's okay that there's a lot and I can hold it and I can handle it. So like I had not known that, I didn't know about the thousands of years old relationship that yoga and weed have. I didn't know about spirituality and weed just always having been linked. But when I first started practicing yoga, it was when I first started practicing yoga regularly, it was around the same time that I started smoking weed regularly. And Mm -hmm. I would just like, always hotbox my car right before going into the studio. And I just had so much, I mean, talk about stigma. I was like, I know I'm going up in here smelling like weed. Smelling everybody like knows weed. Everybody like, knows like, it. I know. Everybody knows. And I'm, I'm walking in like, let me breeze myself real quick. Like maybe somebody doesn't know. No, everybody knows. And, but I got to this place of like, I just don't care because I feel so good. It just makes me feel, it makes the practice So there's a level of opening that can happen when you are not clinging on to things that you don't need to cling on to. And I mean, maybe this is just me as Virgo rising, like always wanting to have a list and check it twice, but like being able to let go of that list and just be in the present moment, game changer, complete game changer. Yeah, I would agree. Funny. I'm a Virgo rising as well. Oh, no. I would... I'm like, very interesting. But no, I I agree. I think that there is so much to the letting go. And I've been having this conversation, you know, as we came off of Juneteenth, as we had just had, you know, America's, you know, independence, whatever that means, this practice (laughs) of understanding what it means to be free, right? Like what freedom actually means. And, you know, And for black people in particular, like I was talking about how our ancestors in bondage created ritual, understood themselves as free, even while shackled. And so what does it mean to like live in this oppressive system, this state that doesn't want to see us, that doesn't want us to be free? What does freedom look like? It doesn't look like getting permission from other people to exist. It looks like deciding that I'm going to show up as who I am. Right. And like, that's it. Literally. It means saying that I was free the day I was born, that I am free, that that is inside of me. There is a light that shines so bright. Nobody can hold that. It doesn't matter if I am in physical bondage. Nobody can hold that. And I feel so much gratitude to our ancestors for enduring and exhibiting the way that they have exactly what it is to be free. That no matter what happens, no matter who tries to, someone can think that they hold a bill of sale on your name, but they don't own you. They don't own you. They don't know anything that you, there is a power inside of each of us that again, capitalism, white supremacy, they profit off of us not believing this. Like that's the whole point is that you do not feel this way. But there is a light that shines so bright 
It cannot be held. It cannot be contained by anyone else. And just being able to remember that is the most important thing because there's, I think for everybody, a moment coming in your life where you feel like you are not free, like you are not, like you are enchained, enslaved, that you are not able to be and express yourself fully. And ultimately, it's the mind that, um, that mm-hmm. is holding that. And if you can say, I know I'm free. I know I'm here. I know mm-hmm. I'm present. But it does take, I mean, it's something cannabis helps dramatically. <laughs> it makes it makes such a difference. And it's always very interesting to me whenever people are anti-weed, when they are not comfortable talking about it because I'm like, yeah, I can see that all of these things are related. Like if you don't feel like you're free and you don't smoke weed, that's why these things are connected to one another. So it's all okay. Everything. I I think that um, it just makes the, makes the advocacy more important. It makes the, um, the work of each of us so much more important. Yeah. And I, and I, yeah. I'm Please, so curious go. what your sun and moon signs are. <laughs> now that you're um, my my son is a Scorpio, and I'm a Leo totally. moon. Absolutely, I love that. Oh, I love that. Oh, you better come through. That's a beautiful <laughs> balance on that. Very interesting. Do you have a like a air sign placement in a in a high like in a prominent planet? Do you do you have like a Gemini or a, um or a Libra or a um? I'm wondering. I'm like, I'm like, let me pull up my co-star. We can can become co-star friends later. I just, I'm always curious about everybody's chart. I love that so much. (laughs) Let me look at, let me look at my chart real quick. Because I, you know, again, these are things that I, I fully and totally connect to believe in. Oh yeah. Is all of that. Yes. Libra is in Pluto. Oh, interesting. Okay, I heard. Kind of far out. Very it's in my second house. What year were you yeah. born? I'm sorry. <laughs> I, just have all these <laughs> I am you, old. Like 86 or something? 80. <laughs> no. Yeah. no. That's so cute. Yeah. 79. 79. Okay, heard. Yeah. Very interesting. Libra. Very interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah, we can be close our friends after this if you don't mind. Great. (laughs) I would love to. I would love to. The last question that I will ask you is this, you know, what does it mean to live consciously for for you? What is what does that mean? Because this is again, this is where I'm trying to take woke AF was from this place of political rage to also understanding what it just means to be conscious, right? And consciousness doesn't isn't just about being conscious of everything that is wrong right mm. and this is this is where i'm trying to move to that it also means being conscious of joy being conscious of gratitude being conscious of when you are feeling low vibration or high vibration conscious of who you're sharing your energy with so i'm curious as to what that means for you mm. man so many different things i think that consciousness is just being present for me personally, it's just like just being present to all that is and saying that not not ruling anything out, existing without barrier, without boundary to just be and to feel 
all of it, not just the things that feel fun or or that look pretty when they're written down, the things that especially the things that look ugly, that feel hard and confusing, and just being really, really comfortable with the fact that this moment is fleeting, Mm -hmm. that the past is gone, that the future is always coming, and Mm -hmm. that all that really matters is what is happening in this exact moment. Self-acceptance is a journey, not a destination. It is a practice. Yoga is one way in which we can get on that journey and stay on course. But even if yoga is not a part of your personal path, I do hope that Jessamine's teachings and her concept of yoking was able to touch or even awaken something inside you to help you on whatever form of your journey you're on. Part of why I do this podcast is for us to come together in pursuit of wokeness, and we can also work on bettering our yokeness. If you want to join the Woke AF Nation, you can support me on Patreon right now at patreon.com slash wokeaf. Every day we are having new conversations about the state of our world in all of its facets, and I would love for you to be a part of it. Power to the people and to all the people power. Find your yoke, get woke, and stay woke as fuck. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.